welcome back to the Fantasy Madness Podcast with me, your host, the Mad Chatter Ryan MK. That's right, thank you, thank you once again for joining, for listening, for being a part of. I appreciate it, as always. And if you don't already, do not forget to follow me at RMK Madness on Twitter, on the Grams. Please do. Well, crazy fucking week been a crazy fucking week, right? COVID been hitting the NFL hard, huh? But it's been hitting the whole country hard. We're nearing 100,000 hospitalizations right now. Hospitals are about to be overrun. Seems like a shit time to be sitting here and talking about football, right? But on the other hand, we all need that, that break from everything going on. As I've mentioned several times before, I think it's good. And not so much a distraction, because we don't want to be distracted, right? People use that word a lot, but the shit that's going on now, I mean, some some of the important shit, a la the election, is is gone by, is gone, you know, it's passed, you know, for most people. President Trump's still out there ranting about election fraud. But, you know, for most of us, we've realized that's that's gone. That's that's bias. But with the holidays, COVID still running rampant, we do need to take a little bit of a break from things now and again. But distracted? I don't know if I agree. Shit's too important. Gotta keep it at the forefront of the brain. In my humble opinion so you got the COVID shit you got the Trump shit fuck Pat Patterson old WWE wrestler the first gay well came out as gay known gay I believe wrestler ties lost Pat Patterson I loved I don't know back when I was still watching WWE professional wrestling, and if you've followed me long enough, you know I still love the professional wrestling, the pro graps as kids call it these days, but I don't do the WWE for several reasons, partly because, well, just Vince McMahon's not a good human being. That's that, 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 that's one big reason. <laughs> but uh, there's a lot about that company I dislike, and if you just want to look at the product and the creative aspect of it all... It's uh, just not what it once used to be, and uh, yeah. So I opt for other situations like New Japan Pro Wrestling. Cha-ching! Love that stuff. In the midst of a good couple of good tournaments right now on the way to Wrestle Kingdom 15. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Of course, you have no idea what I'm talking about, most of you. <laughs> but I've mentioned it before on the show. So once again, if you're into pro graps at all, as the kids call it, check out the New Japan Pro Wrestling good stuff. But you got all that going on, and then and then in the football world, Will Fuller suspended six games. Just add to all the misery, right? I'm sitting here trying to turn turn to my football to make me feel better, and 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 what happens? Will Fuller. No! That's right, no Will Fuller, no. 
And there are some floating out the idea that perhaps this was a business decision. Like, hey, he's had a pretty good year so far. The Texans are garbage. Why risk getting injured? I'll just take a, a little something that I, I did not realize I couldn't take. And there you go. Bam. Suspended. I suppose anything's possible. <laughs> but no. I don't know if I believe that. And it's, it's a damn shame. Because... In my main league, I done just recently traded for Will Fuller to help me with the playoff run. And now I've lost him. And it sucks. I hate it. I hate it. Anyway. <laughs> but we're on the road to Christmas, right? Ah! I hope everybody's getting their decorating done. I'm sure some people... Had it done the day after Thanksgiving. We actually usually get a lot of ours done right after Thanksgiving, but so much going on. Recently, it seems that uh, it's coming along slowly but surely, the Christmas decorating. So we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. <sighs> so all this going on, the, hol- the Christmas season coming upon us, and it's just a mess. Everything's a mess as the NFL schedule is. So the whole idea this week for me personally was to get the pot in, put it out Monday, and then Tuesday night after Baltimore-Pittsburgh, I was going to do a little mini madness and then do another pod later on in the week. But then Baltimore-Pittsburgh gets delayed again. It's on Wednesday. So I decide, okay, no mini madness this week because with the game on Wednesday and no game being on Thursday, then I can do my normal week second pod of the week, my normal weekly second pod, however you want to phrase it, whatever, and I can do that one a little bit earlier. So that's what we're doing. But we still have to cover those couple of games. So let's get into the Monday Night Football. Yes, we had Seattle at Philadelphia. Seattle took this one 23-17. DK Metcalf went off for 177 yards off of 10 catches. <sighs> and you know what? Other than that, the Seattle offense, not crazy, although it, it, it did seem to help a little bit to get Chris Carson back, who grabbed a TD himself. But the Seattle defense is playing better, and just Philadelphia, man. They just did that, that. They look terrible. The offense is just... I mean, the defense played decent, kind of kept them in the game for a minute. But the offense, like you just see, Wentz is just, uh, he's not good right now. And I'm sorry, but what is the deal with all of this defending Carson Wentz? The coaches are doing it. Yeah. Then the guys on the broadcast, the ESPN broadcast, just fucking every excuse in the book. You have to remember, so lines beat up, and he's like, he's got to have help. The fuck out of here, man. He's got Miles Sanders, Jalen Rager, Travis Fulgham. He's got players to work with. Dallas Goddard. Oh, line's a little banged up. Hell, it is for a lot of teams. How many times 
has that been like and I'm no Kirk Cousins fan but when he's looking like shit nobody's like how many people are like yeah but the Minnesota offensive line because uh. how many times has the off- how many years has the offensive line in Minnesota been a problem just weird all the all the excuse making for Carson Wentz and I don't know get it. Speaking of Dallas Goddard, though, he did have seven catches for 75 yards and a touchdown, so good for him. The little Hail Mary at the end made the, the game really look closer than it was and gave Miles Sanders a couple more points and gave Richard Rodgers a touchdown, but other than that, and costing, you know, gamblers a shit ton of money because the, the the points were six and a half. Whoo, whoo, whoo. That two-point conversion. Some dude even wrote into the NFL saying that game had to be rigged. There was no reason to go for a two-point conversion in that spot. He studied analytics, and they said, dude clearly didn't know what he was talking about. But just goes to show you, people out their damn mind. <laughs> and this is, why, this is why most sports probably don't want gambling heavily involved in their shit. Because of things like this. This guy. Well, my bet got screwed over, so it must be rigged. Must be fucking rigged. That's right. <laughs> but enough excuses for wins. You gotta see more. You gotta see more. Gotta see more from that dude. And then the Wednesday night game. Or the Wednesday afternoon game, I should say. Which was today. Because I'm recording this Wednesday night. You'll get it Thursday. Of course. Pittsburgh won this one 19-14. And I gotta be honest, I expected more of a blowout with... All the players that the Ravens were missing, and let's face it, they're struggling a little bit lately anyways, but, you know, maybe knowing they were so down and out and so unlikely to win, they played their asses off. And RG3, not great. Tracy McSorley came in, actually in two passes completed, uh, in two completed passes, had more yards, 70-something, than Robert Griffin III did with many more passes. This is, like, I shouldn't say many more. It's a handful more. But regardless, RG3 ain't it. So Trace McSorley, nice to see him get out there, do a little bit. Marquise Brown finally got back in some action. 85 yards and a touchdown. But, I mean, they just undermanned. But even then, they lost by five because the Pittsburgh offense kept settling for field goals. And... Not much for Anthony McFarlane like I was hoping. No, it was pretty much all Benny Snell. But it, it, and, you know, the receivers did what they did. And one of them got a touchdown. Juju. Juju got the touchdown. <laughs> Sorry. But, I did, you know, you just expect a little more. But Pittsburgh has these games. And, hey, they still found a way to win. And it does sound like they're... Star defenseman, but Dupree uh, could have a pretty serious injury. So that could be, you know, real-life football. Defensively, that could be troublesome for the Pittsburgh Steelers from here on out. But, hey, that's how the game ended up. Uh, Baltimore's in some trouble. They're going to try and make the playoffs. Tell you that much. But with Week 12 finally, finally in the books... We're on to week 13. And it's, it's not just any week. Week 13, the final week of the regular season. In fantasy football, that is. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? 
let's get into it. Week 13, final week of the regular season for the fantasy football season. And we just have two teams on by. That's right, Tampa Bay and Carolina. And other than that, we've already got some games pushed back. So, it's, it feels like there's a couple less games on this weekend, but regardless, we're going to get into it, get into the prognosis, have a very good time. Yes, look at these games and we get into So, let's go. First game's up. Jacksonville at Minnesota. I got the Vikings winning this one, 27-17. Jacksonville, they're going to put up a fight. They've been doing that lately, but, <clears throat> you, you know, they're just feisty. But they, they're just not talented enough. And I, I imagine James Robinson will have another solid game. And I've got my eyes on Colin Johnson. I really do now. Um, particularly with Glennon still in there. Assuming he is. And then DJ Chark may be returning. So we'll keep an eye on all of that. In the Vikings side, Adam Thielen is most likely returning. And then you got Justin Jefferson. And it's not a very good Jacksonville defense. So you imagine Dalvin Cook's going to do some cooking. And then Jefferson and Thielen will also get involved. Uh, but you know, Dalvin Cook, they're going to need him to close it out. Because uh, this could get a little bit ugly. But I do think Jacksonville puts up a fight for a minute. Moving on to the next game. Cincinnati at Miami. Miami wins this one 24-13, I do believe. The Finns, they're fine with or without Tua, football-wise. Fantasy-wise, it's nice when Fitzpatrick is in there, right? Devontae Parker is a little more um, useful, if I might say. And so it, it just feels like maybe Tua lessens the receivers a little bit right now, and an injured thumb isn't going to help, but we'll see how it plays out when he comes back, which could be this week. Could be. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not for blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Whoa. Maybe, maybe not for Miles Gaskin is what I meant to say as well. So he may return, and that would be very, very good news for Mr. Tua or Fitzpatrick and that entire Miami offense. And then for Cincinnati, it's just... More Brandon Allen, because there's no Joe Burrow there, and there's just no Joe Mix, and it's just the Joes are gone, and it's just, it, I mean, yeah, still play T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, I'm down, but it's just, uh, I got no faith in Geo, the running backs in general, I mean, even Joe Mixon didn't have it, it just, yeah. Look ahead to next year, Cincinnati, look ahead to next year, please. Because it's not happening this year. I promise you. I promise. Next. Oh, poor Bengals. Finally get the burrow. You're finally seeing some signs of life. Something. And then it's ripped away. Such is the life of the NFL, right? It's just, uh, that's what... And you got to be damn lucky. I mean, it really does put in perspective. I'm sorry to get off on track, but it really does put in perspective what the Patriots have done. And I'm no Patriots fan, or I'm not even really. I loved rooting against them till this year, and then they got Cam Newton. And I was like, let's see what happens. But it it is pretty insane what that organization did over the time period that Tom Brady was there. Because you see how, how tough it is for teams to just stay in the mix. 
and you can get out of the mix very easily. Oh, NFL. It's rough. Yeah, yeah, I know. Next game, next game. Cleveland at Tennessee. I got the Titans winning this one 31 to 27 in a close game. Tennessee's on a roll. Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, they cannot be stopped. I do think Janu, Janu has a bounce back game in here. C. C. Davis, blah, blah, blah. Corey Davis, solid flex in the game. Because, you know, Cleveland offense struggles. I'm sorry, Cleveland defense struggles. Well, their offense does sometimes too. But just talking about the defense. Although, it does sound like they're going to get Miles Garrett back, which should be very beneficial. But I do think Tennessee's able to do their thing. Cleveland's going to keep it close. I really do believe so. They're playing better. And I just think they come up just short. Again, 31 to 27. But Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, I think they're going to have big days. Tennessee, ah, not the greatest defense either. So you've got them having big days. And hey, I think I like Austin Hooper. Because Tennessee's a little bit better against the pass. But also, like, the pass game for their, right now with the Browns, it's just not, not where it needs to be, I think. And they tend to rely a lot on the running game, which is good news because it's a hell of a running game. But I do think Baker's getting a little warmed up. He's found Hooper a couple times recently. So I think, and Tennessee, doesn't handle tight ends very well. So I see a good game for Mr. Austin Hooper. Moving on. Flipping the page, flipping the page. Indy at Houston. I got the Colts winning this one 30-16. I think it's a get-right game for them because Houston's defense is bad. They're, they're, they're Offense is in shambles. The Will Fuller news is a fucking problem because Randall Cobb's on IR too. They just like, what the? And they're going against the Colts defense. Like, ah. Oh. I'm just, I don't like any of it. I don't like any of it. I don't. Fire up your Colts for this one though, you know. <laughs> and I, you know, we saw life without Jonathan Taylor last week. And though Jonathan Taylor hasn't been quite what a lot of us expected, he still, pretty evidently, is needed for that team and that run game. So, <clears throat> I'm sure they'll be happy to see him back. And I do think Michael Pittman is going to have a bit of a bounce back game as well. Oh, next. Oh, goodness. A wonderful NFC North matchup between the Detroit Lions and the Chicago Bears. I guess I got Detroit 17-7. It's just all yuck. Like I'm saying, I know Chicago's got a solid defense, but I, I just look at it and I'm like, I just can't pick the Bears, though. I mean, yuck. I don't like their running. Allen Robinson is really, I mean, I do like Anthony Miller and Darnell Mooney, but they got no fucking quarterback. Foles is terrible. Trubisky's terrible. That offense is terrible. The coach is out there saying everybody's embarrassing and it's pathetic and this and that. And like, dude, whoo, wow. I do think Detroit could be a little galvanized, however, after galvanized is what I meant. Gal galvanized. After the Matt Patricia firing. And by the way, if you didn't see Matt Patricia's wonderful burner account on Twitter, you should really. 
defending Matt Patricia like nobody can other than Matt Patricia. There you go. But I do think that they, that could get him a little fired up. And, and, you know, Swift has been limited in practice. If he gives it a go, that's going to be a big boon. And Kenny Galladay still not practicing. That sucks. But, you know, they still got Hawk, Marvin Jones. So I'm, I'm rolling with Detroit. Because when it comes to the Bears, I mean, who do you trust? You trust Allen Robinson. That's it. And even then, he can let you down. Because the rest of the team around him is garbage. Next, Las Vegas at New York. The New York Jets. I got Vegas taking this one, 24-10. The Raiders get back on track. I do think so. Much much like the Colts in their game. And Jacobs, Waller, they're going to have good games. Nelson Aguilar, who's been kind of the, the main receiver there, he did not practice with an ankle injury, so we're going to have to keep an eye on that. And on the Jets side, I just I feel bad for Sam Darnold because now all Jets fans can do is wait for this countdown to hopefully get Trevor Lawrence, and it's just like, man, dude never got a fair shake. I mean, look. Look at the track record of players that leave Adam Gase and how well, how much better they perform. You just know Darnold's going to end up somewhere, and he's going to look good. Maybe. I mean, maybe. Wouldn't be the first quarterback I got wrong. The first quarterback to bust for anybody. No, wouldn't be the first. None of them. So, it's very possible. But I just think this entire Jets situation has fucked him up. And maybe it fucked him up for good. But it's certainly fucked him up for now. <laughs> I love Denzel Mims. But I think he looked better with Joe Flacco. Pains me to say, because I can't stand Joe Flacco. <laughs> Saints at the Falcons. Whew, good NFC South matchup. And I, I, I'm going to take the Falcons in an upset in this one. And I know I did that a couple of weeks ago when these two teams met in New Orleans, but a few things different. That game was in New Orleans, and I know there's no fans, but it's still traveling and all of that. And it was just a weird game. Like, the Falcons were not playing great. Julio was in and out the lineup. But I'm going to tell you this. Taysom Hill has not been anything overly special the past couple of weeks. The Atlanta defense has been playing better. This one's in Atlanta. There's a chance... Julio plays, which would be great for them. And honestly, I just think Atlanta's going to be able to air it out a little bit, particularly if Julio plays, and they're just going to go get it. They're going to go after it. And regardless of what running backs play, I think, you know, you're going to get a little bit of the running game going, but really successful last week, dump offs to the backs particularly Ito Smith. So I, I think he, I think Matt Ryan's going to go back to airing it out a little bit this week. And only a boon if Julio's in there. And I just think the Saints, the Falcons, are pretty good against the Brown. Might be able to keep that run game on. And if, you, if they can find a way to force the Saints to have to throw, if they can get some points on the board, and then make Taysom have to throw the fucking ball, then... Then we shall see what Mr. Hill is really made of. Yes. And if they can manage to do that, Atlanta's going to win this fucking game. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> Giants at the Seahawks. 
Seattle, 27-10 is what I've got here. There's no Daniel Jones for the Giants, and I know they've got a good D, but you can only do so much. And, and, and Colt McCoy isn't terrible, but I, I just... I, I do think Sterling Shepard is solid, but worried about everybody else, okay? Because the Seattle defense is getting better, and I, I think they're going to beat up on the G-men a little bit without Daniel Jones. So, I, Seahawks, play your stud. Your Carson, obviously. Metcalf, Lockett. I think it's going to be a good day for the Seahawks boys. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. And we're moving on. Moving on to the L.A. Rams at the Arizona Cardinals. Rams have got this one, 27-14. And they're going to move up because I just think the Cards' struggles are going to continue. If sh- if Kyler Murray's shoulder is still a little bit banged up, like that's got to, it's it it seems to me like something is affecting him, but it also could be that another part of this is that teams are starting to figure this you know Kyler Cliff offense out a little bit, find a few things that work against it, right? It's entirely possible, and because. They've just not, they've not been good. And somebody pointed out, I think on one of the other podcasts I listened to, but really, since the Hail Mary. But it really was that whole game they didn't play the greatest. They needed that Hail Mary to win. So, tough to say, tough to say. But they haven't looked the same the past few weeks, the Cardinals. I don't, I don't think you can deny that. And then with the Rams, you know, they've been inconsistent. They'll look really good for a couple of games, and then they'll have a game where you're just like, what the fuck was that? I don't think this is one of those games. I think they're going to roll right in there, division rival, and that D is really going to get in Kyler's grill and make it hard for him. And on the opposite end, the Arizona D is actually pretty good against the run. So I think it's going to be a lot of Jared Goff airing it out. And I could see some big days from Mr. Cup and Mr. Woods. <sighs> Next. Philadelphia at Green Bay. Moving on with the late games. I already spoke about Philadelphia. I'm not going to get deep into them. I think Miles Sanders could have a solid game here. Maybe. <laughs> I, I mean, how can you not put Miles Sanders out there to start for you, right? You got to. But it feels like Dallas Goddard is the only one that's really trustworthy on that offense at this moment in time. And as for Green Bay, I mean, come on. Your main guys are going to eat. A-Rod, A-Joe. Devontae, they're going to be fine. If Alan Lazard plays, we'll see. MVS, I don't know. No catches last week, and he was a little banged up. But if there's no Lazard, he could be a factor. But really, who I'm looking at, aside from your top guys, is the tight end, Tanyan. I'm looking back to Robert Tanyan. Because Philly is terrible against tight ends. And I think Aaron Rodgers really does feel good having it, having himself a tight end that he trusts. I think he likes that. I think he does. Okay. 
That's what I got for you on that one. Fucking Eagles. <laughs> Patriots at the Chargers. And you know what? I got the Chargers winning this one. 23-14. And I know it may sound weird, but I just feel like the Patriots, again, another one of those inconsistent teams. I mean, yes, they won last week, and the defense played well, and they held the Cardinals' offense in check, but the offense didn't do shit, really. I, I mean, just... Look, I could see Justin Herbert coming out, getting some quick strikes in early, take a little bit of a lead. You know, New England's going to try and come back. They're going to try and run the ball, keep the ball away from Herbert, which means a big game for Damian Harris. I do believe that. Particularly because you can you can run against the Chargers, right? But I just, I just don't think they're talented enough. And while... The Chargers have been struggling in their own ways. I think this is when they find a pull-off and kind of put the nail in the coffin of the Patriots. I was big on Cam going to the Patriots, even being kind of a Patriots hater. (laughs) I was like, okay, let's fucking do this. Cam on the Patriots. Let's go. And it just hasn't worked out. And yes, their defense playing better. Cam in the offense can figure a few things out, but it's just it's lack of talent. And maybe things change if they can get Julian Edelman back. But I just see this as a game where the Chargers put up some points. Put up some points, and then, you know, it's going to be hard for the Patriots to come back from that. But you never know. It wouldn't put Belichick, wouldn't put it past me. Never going to put anything past me with that dude. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Patriots could win every game the rest of the year, and I'd be like, yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> sounds about, sounds like the Patriots. Sounds like Bill, Bill and the Patriots. Yep, that sounds about right. All right, last game that we will discuss, Sunday Night Football, the Broncos at the Kansas City Chiefs, and we're not really going to discuss this this much, <laughs> that much, because Kansas City is going to win this one running away. Uh, give me about 33 to 13, because... It's pretty simple. I'm going to have to pass on Broncos players. I mean, maybe Philip Lindsay, if he's if he can play, if he goes. Because I just see that Drew Locke is just struggling. And as much as I like the Denver defense, they got to be just like, after last week, man, come on. <laughs> man and woman, guy, come on. This poor defense, and now they gotta get go up against Mahomes and the Chiefs, and they're gonna they're just gonna put up some points on them. Quick, uh, like, and I think D- Denver's D could be really good, and they've been really good this year. They're in trouble. They're in trouble. But play your Chiefs, of course. Play your Chiefs. That's a no brainer every fucking week, right? Play your Chiefs. That's just yeah. Speaking of the Chiefs, anybody gonna beat these motherfuckers? I mean, seriously, I know they let some teams back in it, and, and, you know, they lost to the Raiders once and almost lost to them. But still, you really think someone can beat these guys in the playoffs? Not me. Maybe the Raiders? (laughs) Can I please have your attention? The store will be closing in five minutes. That's right. It's about that time. About that time to get on out of here, peeps, madcaps. But before we go, before we go, I wanted to say 
since there's no Thursday night football tomorrow night, please check out the season premiere of BattleBots. That's right, BattleBots. It's back tomorrow. It's going to be weird. Much like all other sports and, and entertainment and whatnot, no fans. So they're going to have fans, so that's going to be weird. But, hey, we get to see bots smash the shit out of each other. It's going to be a great time. It's one of my favorite things to watch every year is the Battle Bots. Check it out. You should enjoy yourself. We were talking earlier about finding things to help, you know, give yourself a break from all the crazy, insane, and serious shit that's going on in the world. This is another thing you may use to break your mind, right? Battlebots, I fucking love it. Fucking love it. Mm, Battlebots. <sighs> and you know, with all the COVID stuff that happened last week, and 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 the schedule changings and all of that. Now, there were some teams that weren't talked about, as I said, Tampa Bay, Carolina, on the buys, right? So, there's three games that we're gonna get, which we never talk about the Monday night game, which this week is Buffalo at San Francisco. Obviously, we'll discuss that when we do our Sunday recap show. But then, there's a couple other games. Monday afternoon, we're going to get Washington at Pittsburgh. We will discuss that on the Sunday recap as well. And that one is due to, you know, this whole Ravens-Steelers game that we just fucking got. And then, Tuesday night, We'll get Dallas at Baltimore. Also, again, because of all the, you know. <laughs> so, Dallas at Baltimore. That should be interesting. So, we'll, we will look ahead and prognosticize or something, those games, on the Sunday Recap Show. Next, next pod. Yes. All right. Whew. Whew. It's been a good show. It's been a little bit of a good show. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed it, yeah. Then we move on. Then we get ready. Get through this weekend, right? And then it's on to the fantasy football playoffs. For most leagues. For most good leagues. <laughs> and we'll get into, you know, discussing a little bit of that next week. And if there's anything you can do to give yourself an edge. Which... At this point, not really. Hopefully, you've made trades along the way, bulked up the depth of your team, and done whatever you could to solidify this roster to make it ready for a playoff run. Now, it's just, uh, you know, trying to keep up on all the COVID shit and the injuries and (laughs) trying to get your lineup in there and, you know, hopefully win some playoff games. So, all right, all right, week 13. Always a good week of fantasy. Well, and a bad week. All in one. All in one. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Let's close up shop. Get the hell out of here. Thank you once again for joining me. I do appreciate it. And as always, much love to you all. I, I, I can't stress enough how much I really do appreciate it. And it's not me trying to kiss ass or me. It just, I'm just, if I get anywhere with any of this shit, it's because of the motherfuckers listening. So, of course, appreciate you guys and gals and whoevs, maybe listening. Now we're in the future. I thank you, future listeners. I thank you. Yes. And you can come back in time, and you can... Okay, now I'm getting just... the. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, Thank you once again, everybody. Have a great, great rest of the week and weekend, and 
Good luck in all your fantasy endeavors. That's right. We'll chat again soon. Until then, ta-ta for now. Laters!